Next on BYU Sports Nation, there's a new head coach in Provo. Welcome home, Kalani Sitake. All-access coverage on an historic day. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on what Sitake brings to BYU and his advice for the Cougars in preparation for Utah next season. Plus, what happened on Saturday? One of the most bizarre games we've ever seen. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Um, after the game in the locker room, I announced to our team, after Bronco had had a chance to chat with them a bit, that uh, we officially named Kalani Sataki as our head coach of the BYU football team. So it was a great opportunity for me to address the team immediately after and uh, tell them of their new head coach. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 21st, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mr. BYUSN, first runner-up. Jerem Jordan. If Steve Harvey were here today and he was at the press conference, he would announce that Kyle Whittingham was the new head coach of BYU. Wait, wait, I have an apology. Kalani Sataki is the head coach. It's right here on the card. <laughs> it says Kyle Whittingham is the first runner up. Wow. That's, that's rough. As a fellow broadcaster. Oh, my heart goes that, out to the guy. That's tough. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes um, on this show, but that's a pretty big one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and if you're not aware of what happened, Steve look Harvey comes out. Yes, look it up on YouTube. But he announced the wrong winner of the Miss Universe pageant. He said Miss Columbia won. And instead of saying the right thing on the card, which was Miss Columbia is the first runner up, Philippines is the winner. Uh, he walked off the stage. The celebration how, how went on for like two Who? minutes. Huh? Philippines? Yeah, the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, and then he tweeted and misspelled Philippines. Yes. Philippians. It happens. Uh, Enough about Steve Harvey. Let's talk about BYU. <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot to cover here. Let's go. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We will not make that grievous of an error today, and neither did Tom Homo. He announced Saturday that Kalani Sitake is the new head football coach at BYU. He will be introduced today officially and welcomed home at 3 p.m. Eastern. The press conference will air live on BYU TV and be simulcast on BYU Radio. And we'll have a special BYU Sports Nation as well uh, this afternoon. So 6 Eastern, normally that is a rebroadcast of the morning show. We are live this afternoon. We are going to uh, have Kalani Sataki on the show, so join us for that. Of course, BYU played Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. BYU lost 35-28 after giving up 35 points and five turnovers in the first quarter. The Cougars finished the season 9-4. and four. In the NFL, Daniel Sorensen had three tackles in the Chiefs. Eighth consecutive win, 34-14 over the Baltimore Ravens. Wani Unga had five tackles and a three-point loss to the undefeated Panthers. And Alani Fua's Arizona Cardinals clinched the NFC West. But don't forget, Ziggy Ansah and the Lions face the Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. Jimmer Fredette and the Westchester. Jimmer! Yep, face the Erie Bayhawks tonight, 7 Eastern. Jimmer is averaging 23 a game and shooting 45% from distance. Is that good? Yes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Kelao Kalani Fafida Sataki 
Welcome home, my friend. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo, as you just heard, announcing the hire of Satake as the next head football coach following Saturday's Las Vegas Bowl, which was probably the best time for BYU to do this. Yeah, how do you suppress the loss to Utah? You announced the head coach. I thought it was well played. <laughs> it's also a pioneering for move in that BYU makes Satake the first ever FBS coach of Tongan descent. A former BYU player as well will coach the Cougars for the first time in a very long time, Jerem. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 78 years since a former BYU player was head coach at BYU. Eddie Kimball was the last in 1937. What? It's been that long? We're now to the point where the Lavelle Edwards coached players are going to be a lot of the coaches at BYU. And we saw that with the assistant coaches the last several years at BYU. But you had guys from other schools on the staff, obviously. Holiday, Tidwell, Kafusi. I guess ironically, or whatever word you want to use there, a bunch of those BYU guys went with Bronco to Virginia. But now Kalani Sataki is the guy. And how many former BYU guys does he bring with him? How many non-BYU guys does he bring with him? Uh, there, we, we think that Kalani Sataki could announce some of those coaches at this press conference today. I'm sure that Questions like, what style of offense and defense will you run? Who are the coordinators? How long will it take you recruiting? Uh, you know, does he want to change the color scheme? You know, Bronco came in and changed everything. What Some of those questions will be answered, unlike the entire uh, series of Lost, this afternoon at 3 Eastern time. The news is out there. Now we want to know what you think, and that brings us to today's Twitter question. What's your reaction to the Kalani Sataki hire at BYU? First tweet at DRoyalO3. Pumped. I think that a lot of people feel this way. I'm, I am one that feels very uh, excited as well. This is Kalani Sataki's first chance at a head coaching opportunity. He has been trained and trained well under two successful head coaches uh, in Gary Anderson, Kyle Whittingham, obviously a Lavelle Edwards uh, player. He is ready for this opportunity, in my opinion. Now, it's not the safest choice. Niamata Lolo or Whittingham would have been safer choices because they have won. But that's why I like but it. But Sataki... We don't know. Could he be better than those guys? That's why I like it most of all, is it wasn't the safe choice. I like that BYU. That's typically not the BYU way, brother. Took some risk. I know. Which is why Bronco it's was new. not the safest choice either. It's when refreshing. He was the difference there is Bronco was taking over for a team that had missed three straight bowl games and had a losing record. Now Kalani Satake takes over a team that went nine and four, has the national freshman of the year, and a ton of upside. They didn't make the safe hire, per se, but that's why I like it most. What but do you is, think? But it is safe because it's a former BYU guy in a way, right? They know what, they know what they're getting aspects. in terms of personality, in terms of coaching history. But as he's head never coach, been a head coach. Nothing. But he's never been a head coach, so there is risk. Tom Homo said he talked to every potential available candidate, meaning every coaching candidate that had an LDS backdrop. And said he enjoyed it very much. Kalani Sitake was his guy. So let's discuss the positives, Jeremy. We've already mentioned a few of them. The one thing I keep hearing from everyone, even uh, five years ago when his name got brought up, the dude can recruit. And what did Blaine Fowler tell this very program a couple weeks ago? It's number one. That the, the number one thing for a coach is ability to recruit. Obviously at BYU, you have the honor code. You have the academics. You have everything. You need good players. That's the point of the game is to have good players and they can win you games. And Kalani Sataki can recruit, baby. 
Number two, he's a proven defensive coordinator. He was a standout with the University of Utah. I mean, he coached a ton of NFL guys. I think they led 14, the nation in sacks in 2014. I think 14 different guys that he coached are in the NFL. And those Utah players haven't gone quietly into the NFL. They have made an impact. I, I want to point this out, too. Kalani Sataki is a guy that uh, he, knows how to, he knows how to coach defense. So you, you hope that you don't take a drop off in terms of the kind of defense that BYU has been producing the last couple of years. Questions about the offense uh, remain. All we know is it's not the triple option at this point, which is a good thing. And that is a question. <laughs> we'll get to that risk in just a minute. But he has the immediate support and respect from former players, and it seems like the majority of the BYU alumni. Like, I don't know of anyone that has been like, this is a terrible hire. I haven't heard one person say anything even remotely close to that. He's got the support, and that matters, because that means boosters, ticket sales, guys that are willing to come back and talk to the team. Like, this, it's, there is a brotherhood that will come from hiring a BYU guy. But prepare yourself for the possibility of change, right? He could say, you know what, uh, we're not... He could say, we're not doing firesides anymore. Would that be booed or something? Like, he can do what he wants. That's, that's his and decision he, to make. And if he does, whatever. Maybe he wants them to focus a little more before they get on the game. I don't know. He'll do what he wants to do, right? Um, Bronco Mendenhall came in, and there was a culture change. Obviously, there had been some things that BYU wasn't proud of uh, around that time, and they had lost three years in a row. So there was a huge shift. I don't think there's going to be huge sweeping changes, but the Kalani Sataki uh, era and hirings, when we talk about staff, we're not just talking about like the O-line coach and the quarterback's coach. We're talking about the video coordinator. We're talking about strength and conditioning, the executive assistant, for goodness sake. So there are a lot of empty offices right now in the student-athlete building as those guys clean those out, take it to Virginia, and Kalani Sataki's got some serious work, not to mention I believe we're in a dead period for recruiting. So a guy like Troy Warner, who's picking between USC and BYU, and will announce on Thursday night, Christmas Eve. or Thursday sometime, he's got to get guys like Troy Warner and others because we're six weeks away from signing day. BYU's going to lose some guys that they would have had had the coaching staff changed. They'll also pick they'll up some get guys, some guys yes. that they wouldn't have had because Kalani Sitake's here. There is give and take. We've talked about the tremendous upside that Kalani Sitake brings to BYU, but there is known risk. We already talked about the fact that he has zero head coaching experience. And BYU is now facing the biggest gauntlet of a schedule they have ever faced. Still in independence. So temper your expectations. Transition is hard. You cannot expect I appreciate perfection. you saying this. I really you do. You cannot expect. Well, I, I screamed it all summer long about <laughs> Nebraska. Like, look, it's going to take time for Mike Riley to get settled at Nebraska. Now BYU's in that situation. Yeah, and you face a tough schedule like you mentioned. BYU went 1-4 against Power Fives, and that one was a Hail Mary win. It was tough. You've got to do better against Power Fives next year. Now, the other big question mark for me is what does Satake do with the BYU offense? There are clearly it weapons all depends on that coordinator. led by Tanner Mangum. And we are facing a scenario where it could very well be first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator. That possibility exists out there. 
that there oh, could be oh. two brand new guys in the head coaching and offensive coordinator position. There is risk. There, there are a bunch of different guys whose names are being tossed out there. What is it? Kevin McClure, who's at Utah State as the OC or was, uh, you know, involved with Oregon State, I believe. Dennis Simmons, who's the receivers coach at Oklahoma, former BYU player here. Could he be a first time? Ty Detmer. Ty De- Do you hand the reins over to Ty Detmer? Is Ty Detmer involved? Now we know that Ty Detmer has been contacted in relation to the possibility of at least talking about a job at BYU. And then there's uh, Elisa, what was it? Elisa Tuiaki. Tuiaki, thank you. You're the only person, you're the the only Palangi that can pronounce that uh, that name in the United States right now. He, he, uh, rumors, you know, of he being contacted, the linebackers coach at Oregon State. Who does he bring with him? What's the culture change? We'll talk to Trevor Maddich as well coming up about what Kalani Sataki brings to the table, and what does he need to do quickly? Let's take a look at his pedigree in terms of experience. After he graduated from BYU in 2000 and finished his football career, he got his start at Eastern Arizona College with defensive backs and special teams. He then came back to BYU in 2002 and was a graduate assistant. Then back down to Cedar City, Utah, about three and a half hours south of Provo for Southern Utah University, worked with the running backs and the tight ends, in 03 and 04, stayed on the offensive side of things, but in 05 is when he became the defensive stud that he is now as a coach and went to Utah with Kyle Whittingham coaching the defensive line. I expect BYU to get better players overall now. I mean, different kind of players, but I think that they, they'll be better because Sataki is such a strong recruiter. I think BYU had good recruiters before and strong recruiters. I think Sataki brings a different angle. So you're gonna, you might get a different type of player. And in my opinion, in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, when BYU was really good, its best, they had some of the best Polynesians available. Now, culturally, they, there are more of them, a generation and a half, two generations. They've moved more from the islands, right? They're here. Hawaii's not taking these guys, you know, and whatnot. Kalani Sataki, to me, can restore the Polynesian pipeline at BYU to where they get some of the best. And where do they make the biggest impact on the field? The front seven. Certainly. Does BYU run a 4-3? Who knows? All these, uh, yeah, all these all questions are out there. Come in. Yes. And, it, and it's an exciting time because we expect to find out a lot, not everything, but a lot, coming up at 3 Eastern, live on BYU TV, Kalani Sataki's press conference. Historic day for BYU football, an exciting time, the most compelling offseason that I can remember in recent memory. How does this affect Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? Woo. This all has to be answered. There's so much involved in all of this. <laughs> It's, it's just I like love it. layers of an onion. I mean, Sataki is the onion. But Thank like, you, Shrek. You're welcome. Yeah, we got to peel <laughs> him back. How many movie references have you had today? I, I lose track. Let's just go. We, we're sprinting. We don't have time to keep track of what's going on on the side. Sataki was at Utah from 05 to 2014. He, met, he eventually made it to assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. That's the same title he had for one year at Oregon State. Both Gary Anderson and Kyle Whittingham have given him rave reviews. They both have said it's his time. It's his time to be the head coach at BYU. We do have a bit of breaking news in terms of a guest. ESPN's Joe Shad will join us to talk about the BYU coaching hire, Kalani Satake, at 10.30. So in about 15 minutes, Joe Shad of ESPN will join us to discuss what Satake brings to BYU and his national perspective. Yeah, let's get that perspective because Satake was not a national story uh, over the weekend in terms of the hire. And, um in fact, I think all the FBFs, uh, I think BYU was the last to fill its FBS opening of all the schools. Um, but what, what does it mean nationally? Because the, the result of the game was the story Saturday. Monday, it's 
the Sataki hire now for BYU. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your reaction to the Kalani Satake hire at BYU? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Shy Kurt Vlogs, excited to see recruiting go to the next level and taking some of the poly pipeline from Utah. I had a conversation with a friend over the weekend. Yes. Had a conversation with a friend from Hawaii over the weekend. Said, man, I hated BYU because they always stole all the best Polynesian players. I've heard that for 38 years. It's back, man. It's back. It's been happening for a long time. ESPN's Trevor Maddich joins us next. It's another Maddich Monday. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Historic day for BYU football. Coming up at 3 Eastern time, watch the history made as Kalani Sitaki is announced as the new head coach. That's already happened, but he is introduced to the media uh, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 3 Eastern time. Then we will have a live edition of BYU Sports Nation this afternoon as well. Normally that's a rebroadcast of the morning show. We're going to do a live show today, uh, and we will talk with Kalani Sitaki in studio. So that's coming up tonight at 6 Eastern. Our Twitter question today, as straightforward as they come, what is your reaction to the Kalani Sitake hire at BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is our good friend Trevor Maddich of ESPN College Football Analyst and Insider BYU National Champion. Trevor, what was your reaction to the Kalani Sitake hire? I think it's a home run. I think it was extraordinarily difficult because of the, the limitations in the potential candidates to be the head coach of BYU, since you have to be active LDS to even be considered. I think that to be able to go from Bronco Mendenhall, who I think is fantastic, and then move forward and I think advance the program from there is a rare thing. And I think that this Kalani Sataki hire will advance the program from where Bronco left it in very good shape. Trevor, when you look at what Trevor, uh, or excuse me, what Kalani brings to the table, what do you think are some of his greatest assets? He loves his players and his players know it. That matters. Because when, you, when you're a player and you think the coach is driving you like a taskmaster because the coach wants wins for himself and his contract, then you do things reluctantly. But when you know the coach loves you and he's driving you because he wants you to get the best out of your time as a college football player, and you fully believe that, then you'll, you'll perform at a different level. It's amazing how that works. And from all accounts, Kalani Sataki is the kind of a guy that is – uh, he, he will have a disciplined team. He won't be a, a soft coach by any means. But his players know that he loves him. They, they, they've known that everywhere he's been. And I think he will bring that to BYU and everything else stems from that foundation. Much has been said about him being a Lavelle Edwards guy. He was with Lavelle during his final game in that win over Utah in the year 2000. They had a long embrace. What does it mean? How much does that factor in to what he can do with this program because he is a Lavelle Edwards guy? When you watch Lavelle coach, you, you see that he, he coaches football. I mean, Lavelle coached football at the highest level. But you also saw him develop young men, and these are things that you don't really notice, or not notice, that you don't appreciate fully until you get away from it for a while, get a little bit older, maybe get some kids of your own. 
And then you see how Lavelle treated people and how he molded young men. And what Lavelle did as a foundation was take young men and make them the best people they could be. And that is where he built them into the best football players they could be. And I think Kalani saw that, and he will do that as a head coach. And I think that's a big, a, a big part of it. Another big part of it is that Lavelle delegated. He knew what was going on, but he hired outstanding assistants and allowed those assistants to flourish with their own individual talents within his guidelines. And by all accounts, that's what Kalani Sataki did as a defensive coordinator. He was good at delegating. He was good at getting the best out of his uh, other assistant coaches without dictating to them what they would do outside of his guidelines. And I think that is a, a Lavelle Edwards trait that he will bring to the table. Trevor, part of the reason, in my opinion, that BYU was so good in late 70s, 80s, into the 90s was that BYU had some of the best Polynesians out there. Now BYU hires the first ever FBS Tongan head coach. How does that affect BYU's Polynesian pipeline, in your opinion? Well, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal, but it goes beyond just the fact that, that he's Polynesian. It's because he's revered in the Polynesian community because of his actions. I mean, he has been heavily involved at the grassroots level in, in mentoring and developing not just football players, but young Polynesian coaches. Because of that, because of the effort he puts in, the time he takes away, that should be personal time for him doing something else. And giving to the community in that way, he's got a respect in the community that's unparalleled. And that, that's a huge deal. When you look at Polynesian football players that are outstanding, I mean, NFL guys at Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, USC, Stanford, all over the country, if some of those will come to BYU, then all of a sudden you know, that, that can be uh, a, a – well, that's a game changer. That's a big deal. And, but I don't think that they would come just because the head coach at BYU is Polynesian. It is because of the character of the man that those people will come. And I think that's one of the reasons that this home run has the – excuse me, this, this hire has the potential to be an absolute home run, the character of the man. It's another Maddich Monday with ESPN's Trevor Maddich on BYU Sports Nation. Put yourself in his shoes for a moment. What should be Kalani Sitake's highest priority right now, Trevor? His highest priority should be, well, two. One is he needs to bring in a recruiter that knows the West Coast. And he's got access to that because of his time at Utah and at Oregon State in the Pac-12. He needs to make sure he brings in an Ed Orgeron type Ed Orgeron, who's at USC, you know, Ole Miss, he's been all over the place, LSU, and he's known as one of the best recruiters in the country. He needs to bring one of those guys in. The other thing is he needs to make sure that the offense is right. And so the hire of the offensive coordinator will be a big deal. He doesn't necessarily have to have an offense that matches the personnel on the roster right now, but I think at BYU, traditionally the kinds of offensive players that you get that excel are quarterbacks and offensive linemen. And because when I say quarterbacks, I mean passing quarterbacks. So those are the kinds of guys that tend to come to BYU. And I think that I, I would be surprised if he got too far afield of that recruiting and that offensive style. So that hire of the offensive coordinator will, will be a very revealing um, you know, feature of what he wants to do going forward. Now, Trevor, you haven't been contacted for the offensive line job, have you? 
Uh, I have not, although I've tried to see if I could get another year of eligibility. <laughs> you know, I can. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can give you 80 plays in a game, but I'll tell you what, if it's third and 10, I can protect the quarterback for one play. I can do that. We're talking to Kalani later today, so we'll put in a good word for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It always, it's always good to have an insider inside the inside track to the head coach. So I have a question that will tie us into what happened on Saturday in the Las Vegas Bowl between BYU and Utah, but Tom Homo said after the game, Kalani and I have talked. We have a plan for what we want to do against Utah. We play them soon. What advice would you give to Kalani Satake about beating Utah? Well, <laughs> you know, if I were to give any advice at all, it would be don't worry about beating Utah. Build your team, build your core, build your culture. Let your culture develop players and let those players having been developed by the culture beat Utah. That's how to beat Utah. But here's the thing. He coached at Utah. He was an assistant for a long time with Kyle Whittingham. He knows what Utah does. He knows what they're good at. He knows where they're vulnerable. And so, and he knows their players, you know? So I think there's a, you know, that, that's an interesting thing uh, from that standpoint, but really I think it would be more effective in the psychological, I don't want to say advantage, but BYU's players will think, but that's a bigger advantage than it really is, probably. And so, you know, that, that belief is a big part of winning. And even though I don't think that it's going to be worth that many points in the game coming up, I think that the players might think it's worth a lot of points in the game, and that'll help. Let's talk about the BYU-Utah game. What was your takeaway from that game after the dust settled? Well, BYU is 2-0 and in the ball season. <laughs> in the first quarter, they beat BYU. For the rest of the game, they beat Utah. So, hey, you know, they won, they won two games, essentially. There. I, the, the meltdown early was astonishing, but then I wanted to see what they would do. Because if they just packed it in, then I'd have been incredibly disappointed uh, with, with the seniors on that team. But the fact that they fought back, and after falling behind 35 nothing early, they outscored Utah 28-0, right, uh, for the rest of the game. The, uh, I think that uh, that... that going forward into the future probably is a bigger boost and a better thing than if they would have come out and blown out Utah from the very beginning because it's, it's easy to blow a team out. It's really hard, especially in a bowl game where everybody's got their cars packed and they're ready to go home for Christmas. It's really hard to fight back against a rival that has their boot on your neck in the first quarter, and BYU did that. And I think that goes to the character of the players that Bronco Mendenhall and his staff recruited, and that's a culture that Kalani Sataki will want to maintain. Trevor, no question all losses stink and all losses to Utah sting, but because of the way that game played out, did you feel a little less sting because of what BYU did in the final three quarters? Yeah, you know, yes, yes. Uh, It always is bad to lose to Utah. Or so I'm told. Ask me how many times I lost to Utah in my career. You went 8-0 against Utah and Utah State, baby. Yes, we did. We were undefeated against those guys, so you'll have to ask somebody else how bad the sting is. But I've been <laughs> told that the sting is really bad. But, but again, now once you're down 35 nothing, what do you do? And I think there's a lot to build from there. And it won't take away the sting. What will take away the sting is if they, if they beat them next year. But once again, I mean, there, there's you win football games, you lose football games. Sometimes you get a bad bounce, and sometimes you get five bad bounces. It, what stays the same is the culture of the players, the culture in the locker room. In other words, the character, the, the, the never-quit 
attitude. And BYU demonstrated that at a time when it would have been, when most teams that I could think of would have just ran out the clock and got home and chalked it up to a bad ball game. So I think there's a lot, a lot for BYU fans and the players to be proud of, even though the Utes won the game. You know, they won the game, but let, let them vote for six months. We'll be back. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. Ten days away from the college football playoff now. Which two teams will face each other in the national championship, and who will win it all, Trevor? Well, I think Alabama will beat Michigan State, but I think it will be closer than people think. Michigan State's defense is fantastic, and it's very well suited to slow down Derrick Henry in that Bama running game. But I think Bama just does too much, and I think, I think they'll end up winning the game. The Oklahoma-Clemson game is a tougher call for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Oklahoma, and the reason is that I think Oklahoma on the offensive line is better. I think Clemson's defense will make plays. I think Oklahoma's will make more plays and be more disruptive. And when you get those two teams, Oklahoma and Alabama together, Typically, rushing quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, have been what's given Alabama trouble. But Alabama has recruited to their defense guys that are more mobile, better able to uh, pressure and close with and finish a play on a quarterback that's scrambling around, especially after what Johnny Manziel did to them a couple of years ago. When you watch Bama's defense on tape, they've got, they've got six or eight guys that can rush the passer individually, and some of them, are 300-pounders, but some of them are 230-pound outside linebackers. And that combination, I think, uh, has a good chance of reining in what Oklahoma likes to do with Baker Mayfield, the quarterback. So having said that, I think that the, the better defense, Alabama, will win the, win the day, and Alabama will end up being the national champion. Trevor, as always, great to talk to you on a Maddich Monday. Uh, plenty to discuss as we move forward into the offseason. I can't think of a more compelling offseason for BYU football in recent memory. Yeah, you know what, and I agree with you. And, and for fans, as you go forward, it'll be fun to watch what he does with assembling a staff, what he does with recruiting. But more than anything else, fans, watch what he does to establish the culture the way he wants it to be. Because it's that culture that will determine wins and losses more than anything else. And it's that culture that will attract players and recruits of character that he wants. Bronco Mendenhall had that. I expect Kalani Sataki to take it to the next level. Trevor, great to talk to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. A lot of people view this hiring of Kalani Satake as an early Christmas present for BYU. Oh, yeah, we all wanted it before Christmas, for goodness sake. Um, and that, now here it is. So it's a new era of BYU football. And if, if you missed it, Kalani Satake will be introduced this afternoon, 3 Eastern, live on BYU TV, 6 Eastern time. We'll have him on our show in studio. What is your reaction to the Kalani Satake hire at BYU? That is our Twitter question today. At Planet BYU says, Thank goodness we didn't get the triple option. Beyond excited for a change of pace, buckle up and go Cougars. This is going to be a compelling offseason, man. New head coach, what happens with Taysom Hill and Jawal Williams, new coaching staff, how are the players affected, signing day in six weeks? My goodness. How close was BYU to having the triple option? We'll ask ESPN's Joe Shad, college football insider, next what the Niamatololo situation was like and the Satake hires. Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Monday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This afternoon, 3 Eastern Time, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Kalani Sataki, the new BYU head coach, the first FBS Tongan head coach, College football history will be introduced. Don't miss that. Then at 6 Eastern time, instead of a rebroadcast, we're going to do a live BYU Sports Nation. Kalani Sataki will join us in studio 6 Eastern time. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tom Holmo, as Jerem just mentioned, announced on Saturday after the Las Vegas Bowl that Kalani Sataki is the new head football coach. Check out that press conference. We have all-access coverage, unprecedented, on BYU TV. And uh, checks out 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 Eastern, for that BYU Sports Nation second hour. BYU played Utah Saturday, oh yeah, in the Vegas Bowl, 35-28. BYU gave up 35 points, five turnovers in the first quarter. The Cougars uh, scored 28 unanswered, but lost by seven. The Cougars finished the season 9-4. and four. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs in a 34-14 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Wani Unga had five tackles in a three-point loss to the undefeated Panthers. And Alani Fuwa's Arizona Cardinals clinched the NFC West. But don't forget about Ziggy Ansah chasing down the sack leader race in the NFL. He and the Lions face the Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. And Jimmer Fredette and the Westchester Knicks face the Erie Bayhawks in the NBA D-League tonight, 7 Eastern. ESPN's National College Football Reporter Joe Shad joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, currently in San Diego, getting ready for the Poinsettia Bowl. Joe, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me. It just so turns out that my wife needs a couple of sacks from Ziggy Ansah to advance to the championship game of our fantasy football league. So, Ziggy, (laughs) it is all on you. I've (laughs) recommended you to my wife as one of the top sack artists in the NFL, so no pressure. Yeah, we'll, we'll have the, uh, the BYU Sports Nation Twitter folks uh, let the sentiment be known to Ziggy on Twitter, so uh, we'll get the message out there. <laughs> Thanks. Joe, when you look at the hire of Kalani Satake, what is your initial thought about that for BYU? You know, the first thing I thought about is the number of text messages I received from coaches and athletic department officials who have engaged in uh, conversations with or worked with Kalani Satake. They're really happy for this guy. I mean, I wish I had a, a dollar for every a person who said, wow, that's great for him. He, he's going to bring great passion and enthusiasm and energy, and he really deserves this. So the first, I've never met Kalani in person. I, I've spoken with him, but people who have, they, they really believe in this hire, and that creates a lot of excitement. Uh, he's obviously very well-liked. He's a good recruiter. He's very popular. And, and I think that uh, given this opportunity, it'll be a real positive for the fans and the donors and the players. BYU's in a unique situation by choice as an independent, playing tough schedules. Just finished uh, with the lost Utah, but a 9-4 and four record. What does a hire like this do for BYU going forward, in your opinion? Well, it's interesting. I've been reading a lot and talking to a lot of people about Bronco Mendenhall's legacy, for example, and you always have to have a little bit of caution when you when you talk about you know going to the next level because like so many coaches who and it's a different time now in college football, you've seen guys with you know who have averaged nine, ten wins a year either get fired, pressured to retire. Uh, have to switch jobs, move. You know, it's it's just different now. It's kind of hard to please folks. But Bronco did a a terrific job. Uh, that's why Virginia wanted to hire him away. And it's interesting. It's speaking to some Virginia leadership. I see. You know, Bronco Mendenhall doesn't seem like an obvious fit. And Charlottesville is a great place, and the ACC is is great. But uh, they said, look, Bronco has a plan to succeed. 
He was successful in a restrictive environment, which is interesting. You just referred to that. And his teams played very tough. So Kalani Satake's challenge is this. Make sure that all those things continue and then find a way with an incredibly difficult 2016 BYU football schedule. I had not seen this thing until we showed it uh, during the bowl game. I don't know that I've ever seen a schedule like this. Uh, Kudos to BYU for putting together this type of schedule. Now all Kalani has to do is, I guess, win, you know, 11 or 12 of them to satisfy (laughs) Good luck. Uh, I mean, the expectations are through the roof, and and that's great because, in part, Bronco Mendenhall raised the expectations. And uh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but, but, hey, you know what? They said that Notre Dame with an, an independent schedule could never make it to the championship game, and, and Brian Kelly did it with a, a quarterback who ended up leaving So in Everett Bolson. So it, it can be done. When you look at the 2016 schedule, and, and it is notable, uh, the first eight games are against Power 5 teams, and then the non-Power 5 are Toledo and Boise State. Uh, is it too much? Is it too much? for a, a team like BYU? I think that it's a good move. I think that it's a good decision. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a hard floor here. I mean, if you, if you collapse, if you, you know, with a first-year staff, timing is kind of unfortunate. It would have been nice to see what Bronco and his guys could have, could have done with this schedule. But, but if you want to re- – you don't have a chance to make the New Year's Six games as the quote-unquote golden ticket – which those group of five teams do, uh, so you can't get in like a Houston. You, you need to shoot for the moon. You need to go for it all. You need to try. BYU needs to make a schedule like this and run the table. I mean, if they'll be in. I, I think there's a 99% chance that if BYU defeats the likes of at Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, at Michigan State, Mississippi State, Apple, I mean, it's, it's insane. It's an insane schedule, but if – Kalane pulls it off and runs the table. I think 99% chance they're in, and this might be about the only way that you can guarantee a berth in the college football playoff, which, you know, the issue is when the season starts, people aren't talking about BYU. They're talking about who's going to win each conference. So So it's an uphill battle from the start, guys. ESPN's National College football reporter Joe Shad joining us on BYU Sports Nation. A lot of people thought that this job was Ken Niamatololo's in the beginning, Joe. What went down with that whole situation with him coming over from Annapolis and Navy? Niamatololo could have had the job if he wanted it. It was offered to him in some form at various points, but it was always a little uncomfortable. It was always a, you know, like when you have two friends and they tell you they're getting married and you're like, uh, all right, you guys have a prenup? I mean, really? Uh, are you sure this is what you want to do? I mean, uh, and, and it just, you know, and, and Niamatololo was a great coach, and BYU was a great program. But maybe it's best that it didn't work out, you know, because throughout the whole process, it was a little uncomfortable. It was a little rocky. There were a lot of conversations. All right, what are you going to pay me? Really, that's what you're going to pay me? Uh, what, what, can I bring my staff? Can I run the triple option? Do I need to run a more quarterback-centric, passing-oriented offense, which to me makes more sense considering BYU's history and tradition and legacy. Nothing against Mia Matalolo, who I have the ultimate respect for. But from what I have been led to believe, Bronco Mendenhall wasn't BYU's first chance, first choice when he was hired. And we know that Pete Carroll, for example, 
was far from USC's first choice when he was hired. So, so maybe it just kind of works out for the best that that sort of rocky, uncomfortable, uncertain back and forth never went through. Joe, what do you look at in terms of realistic expectations for Kalani Sitake in his first year with that schedule? If you had to target like a win number, like, yeah, I think that this is, this is a tempered expectation and BYU could win this many games. Yeah, I remember last year I did a preseason interview with the folks in uh, Detroit, Michigan. They wanted to know about uh, Jim Harbaugh, and they were sort of saying, "Well, if you know, we went five and seven. If we moved to seven and five, that'd be great, wouldn't it?" And I said, "No, you know, I see no reason why Michigan, with the talent on the roster, can't win nine games, which they did, and they, and they could have won more. The ceiling was even higher. Um, gosh, Michigan had a tough schedule, but arguably this schedule is." is more difficult. I mean, you have to look at one without examining the roster deeply. And you guys know more about the roster than I do, just in terms of expectations based on traditional opponents. You have to think that there's two or three losses on that schedule. So at least, I mean, I, I think nine or ten, nine wins would be a, a, a nine wins would be a good year for Kalani Sataki in his first year. I know that's not going to please the fan base because they, in general they're probably upset with ten wins. But I think nine <laughs> wins, ten would be great. Nine would be fine. That that's my long distance take here. I'll take nine all day, every day on that schedule next year, Joe. Yeah. In terms of uh, your broadcasting schedule, when and where can we watch you next? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. Um, my wife doesn't love this. I'm a, I sure miss my little three-year-old girl. I will be home for Christmas, which will be great. Uh, but I have seven bowls, and, and I'm actually at the Boise State Hotel uh, here in San Diego. Do, do, do the fans of BYU not like Boise State? Is that a little bit of a rivalry? It's yes. a budding rivalry for sure. Yes. A budding rivalry. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting because BYU – and Boise are often brought up in the same conversation in terms of, uh, well, you, you know, you're not uh, a member of a power conference. So, but anyway, so I got the Poinsettia Bowl. They're playing Northern Illinois, and, and down the road I have uh, some bowls, including the Orange Bowl, which will be awesome, Clemson versus Oklahoma, and then the Sugar Bowl, and then the National Championship. So, Joe, we look forward look to it, and we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell Kalani I said uh, good luck. You got it. We'll, we'll pass along the sentiment. All right. Thanks, Joe. Joe Shad on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Who hooked up Joe Shad with how the BYU fan base feels? I love it. <laughs> yeah, 10 wouldn't be good enough. Hey, listen, this guy, <laughs> this guy would take nine in a heartbeat next oh, year, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, nine wins with that schedule? That would be amazing. Because then in you're the, getting some good wins in, in there. In the first year? Of a new coach with that schedule? Yeah. Holy cow. Listen, Sataki is going to say, we want to go 1-0 and against Arizona next yes. year. Yeah, beat Arizona. By the way, how many days away are we from that? Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going to do Kembe Matumbo that. No, thank you. We'll reveal the winner of the second best play of the 2015 BYU football season next. Is it Laulile or Jurgens and the Starman? we got to talk about BYU-Utah too, man. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, you can generally catch the rebroadcast weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV, but we'll be live again tonight. 
following the Kalani Satake introductory press conference. And that's at 3 Eastern Time. So 3 Eastern Time, Kalani Satake introduction press conference. 6 Eastern Time, another edition of BYU Sports Nation featuring Kalani Satake on the show. It's time we announce our second Twitter bracket winner. The second best play in the hist- in BYU football's 2015 history, rather. Pit- uh, pitted number one seed Jurgen Starman against the three seed Tomasi Laulile scoop and score. Do we have a drum roll? I don't know if we have that. I don't know if we have that built Aaron in. Aaron Evans? No, we don't have one. Okay, let's do okay it can we add that over the break? Sweet. Well, okay, okay. Ready? And the winner is Starman Mitchell Jurgens at 67. Yeah, where did that drop? Wait, you didn't Steve Harvey that, did you? Uh, I have an apology to make. We need to steal the Declaration uh, of it, Independence. It is. Mitchell Money Jurgens. Yeah, he star wins. man touchdown second, catch. Hey, he wins the second best Woo! play of 2015. That's saying something because the Hail Mary was unreal. That was unbelievable yeah. to open the season. But well done. And it happened in the very next game. Yeah, blew out the scoop and score. Nice. Oh, so congratulations to the Jurgens family. I know they're watching. Um, should we discuss the countdown? I don't want to do it. Maybe for oh, a while or at all. to Arizona, Yeah, Jim. we've been doing that. Okay, the first year was fun. No! <laughs> hey! Hey! Get out of here! No, nope. don't say anything. Nope. We're not doing this. I can't, I can't do it. I was like, I can't. Nope. Can't do it. We're not doing this. I can't, I can't do it. Let's be honest. We might do it. Now, here's the thing. Let's let the people <laughs> have the voice, okay? Before we do it. The people will decide. Let's let let the we just decide. BYU, no, let's let the people of BYU Sports I'm Nation decide. I'm still riled up. I'm getting a drink. We won't do this today, but at some point this week, we will put maybe? out we will put out the poll question, and you BYU Sports Nation fans will decide whether or not we do the countdown to Arizona at Callen underscore Osborne. Hopefully, I said that correctly. I honestly need a countdown to kick off. It is how I sounded smart around friends. <laughs> <laughs> that that was it, not the other stuff well, discussed on the show. We're 257 days was, away from it Arizona. Was the number. So. Do we know the number? It's two. Is it? Is it yes, we do. It's do 257. Kn- I know the number to Utah. I don't care about Arizona. 257. 264. Oh, that's right. Because to it's Utah. week number two. Why don't we just count down to Utah? Ooh. Now there's something. Now there's something to that. Do we now, count it's down Utah, to so Utah? So I feel a little bit stronger do about it. Do we count down to Utah? <laughs> That goes against everything that the BYU football program stands for. The one game at a time. Arizona's first. Nameless faces. Yeah, nameless faceless. That nameless faceless team would talk trash, and then BYU lost again for the fifth time in 7 of 10. <laughs> no! I'm, uh, before we'll, we, I've we'll been in such there. a bad mood this morning because the BYU-Utah game like really settled in. The dust settled, and I was unbelievably annoyed this morning. You, the people, will have the choice. Whether or not we do the countdown in any capacity, whether it's Arizona gonna, or Utah. I'm going to get a bunch of robots <laughs> to manipulate the vote because I don't want to do Are you questioning it. my logic? <laughs> yeah, there's one of them. Oh. There's a bracket matrix. Hey. By the way, WCC play starts today for everybody but BYU but and BYU San Diego, Because they're in Hawaii. In West Coast. BYU Women's uh, starts this week. That's right. Do they start? Wednesday. When, yeah, they start Wednesday. That's right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, anything and everything else you need to know to get you set for a huge day. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
football. Tom Hummel announces Saturday Kalani Sataki is the new head football coach at BYU. Sataki will be introduced today, 3 Eastern time, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio and BYUtv.org and the Roku and the Xbox. It's good. We got it. We will have a special live BYU Sports Nation as well at 6 Eastern time with Kalani Sataki in studio. Also, Saturday, BYU lost to Utah in the Vegas Bowl, 35-28. What? what? Cougars finished the season 9-4. and four. And Troy Warner... Younger brother of BYU linebacker Fred Warner will announce his final commitment decision between BYU and USC on Christmas Take Eve. it from Brian Logan. Come to Brigham and go to a bowl game. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs in a 34-14 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Wani Unga had five tackles and a three-point loss to the undefeated Carolina Panthers. Alani Fua's Arizona Cardinals clinched the NFC West and watch Ziggy Ansah and the Lions face the New Orleans Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. Men's basketball. Mid-major madness named Zach Selyus as its freshman of the week after his 25-point performance against Central Michigan. Selyus went 7 of 9 from deep. Cougars overseas. Nice. Tyler Hoff scored 9 points and grabbed a rebound in a loss to Montequit Fuenlabrada on Saturday. That's pretty good. Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette and the Dub Knicks face the Erie Bayhawks in the D-League tonight, 7 Eastern. Future guests. How about the guy? Kalani Satake on today's 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain Time, BYU Sports Nation. Is that happening today? Oh, yeah, we mentioned that like 80 times. Mm-hmm. 3 Eastern mm-hmm. press conference, 6 Eastern, BYU Sports Nation live edition tonight with Kalani Satake. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. How about Tom Holmo for what he's pulled off with the schedule and the new coaching hire and all the madness that's taking place right now? Yeah, and well, that'll be discussed at the press conference, too. What into the timing around getting Kalani when you got Kalani? What is your reaction to the Kalani Satake hire at BYU? Let's get to our elite tweet of the day from at WAP17. So glad the search is over. Almost as glad as seeing the end of that first quarter. <laughs> Hashtag relief. Oh, yeah. Ah, Wasn't it nice that there was something to cover the... That's a be- we didn't have to talk about BYU-Utah game the whole time. That was great. Yeah, hey, was thank- amazing. Thanks to Trevor Maddich, Joe Shad, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. By the way, the countdown conversation will continue tomorrow <laughs> and throughout the rest of the week. Do you want it or do you not want it? Countdown to Utah. That's what I want. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Kyle Whittingham. BYU Sports Nation back at it at 4 p.m. Mountain, 6 Eastern Time. See you then.